Hey Outlaws, welcome to a brand new episode. Today we are joined by a guest. Now, you may have heard me talk about her work before. You may have even seen me recommend the book, I Don't Want to Be an Empath Anymore. This is a book that I originally downloaded on Audible back in, I think, late 2020, maybe 2021. I'm not sure. Time has lost all meaning. But I downloaded the book and absolutely loved the way it resonated with my own experiences of being an empath. I quickly purchased a paper copy and went to, of course, as I probably do with most people whose work I'm really interested in, went to go find them online so I could learn more from them and I could connect. Today's guest is Aura North. Aura North is an emotional strategist. As someone who has always felt very deeply and who also lives with bipolar disorder, she has become an expert at creating systems to manage, lessen, or amplify the emotional experience. Because of this, she has authored two books, I Don't Want to Be an Empath Anymore, and her newly released Mood Magic. She also runs mentorships and classes on magic, mental health, emotional healing, ritual design, and business. And today, we are going to have a conversation and you get to listen in. I'm really looking forward to sitting down with Aura for you to learn more about what she's currently working on in her business and all of the ways that she runs her business as an emotional strategist, how she makes sure that she is really walking the walk and allowing herself the opportunity to put her emotions and her needs first in her business. So this is going to be a really big, exciting conversation. And I'm going to be very honest, Aura has been on my wish list of guests pretty much since I read that book. (laughs) I have been looking forward to recording and having this conversation with her and letting you listen in. So grab your headphones, grab a journal, get cozy and get settled in because today we're going to be talking to Aura North. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks. Each week, we'll sit down and have the honest, transparent, and sometimes messy conversations about what it takes to build and grow a successful and fulfilling soul-aligned business on your own terms. Here at Entrepreneurial Outlaws, we advocate for building a business that serves your lifestyle, inspiring you to rewrite the usual business rules and take action through creativity and self-inquiry. We'll encourage and gently challenge you to dig deeper into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, self-published author, mentor, and storyteller. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions, because overthinking is a feminist issue. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business. So are you ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. 
Welcome to Entrepreneurial Outlaws Aura. I am really looking forward to chatting with you today. Awesome. Thank you. I am too. I'm really excited. And as I mentioned in the intro, and I've talked about your work here on the show before, and we connected over on Instagram in 2020 after I'd read your book, I Don't Want to Be an Empath Anymore. I have recommended your book to many folks, especially since then, when I feel like our empath batteries were exhausted. And I'm really curious to learn more about what you're working on at the moment. Yeah. So, wow. I kind of have my hands in a lot of different things right now. Um, First and foremost, my new book, Mood Magic, just recently came out. So I am talking about that, um, promoting that, marketing that, as well as I'm teaching a class on this kind of similar to the book. It's called Elemental Magic for Mental Health, where I'm kind of guiding people through working with the elements um, in a way that really balances and and helps out their mental health. And, um, you know, I'm kind of in a very creative cycle right now. So I I have a couple of other things going on. Like I do a little bit of interior design work. Um, I love to create rituals for people. I have some business mentorship clients. So, um, you know, I kind of, I'm firing on all ends at the moment. I love that because Everybody who's listening will attest to the fact that I'm very much like that as well in my business. And for the longest time, I thought it was a problem. It was a fault Mm. because everyone tells us that we have to focus on one thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, but I don't want to do one thing. I'm very multi-layered. I like lots of things. Yeah. And you got to have fun. Otherwise, your business won't work. So do what feels fun. Yes. Yeah. That was my golden rule that I discovered a couple of years ago. It's like, if I keep doing things that are fun it seems to work. (laughs) There's less pressure and people kind of get excited with me and they're like, I want to do this too. Um, yeah, it makes a massive difference. And I love that you have got all these different things going at the same time. And I get to see so much of that on your social media as well, which is really nice. I love having a look at that. Speaking of social media, a couple of months ago, you wrote a post for Instagram and it really, really resonated to me. I went back a couple of times to read through it again after I'd found it. And I was like, we have to talk about this. And it's something I know that myself and many of my peers and folks within my community have been feeling, which is our relationship with social media as business owners. And there was one part that really stood out to me. I'm not going to read the whole <laughs> the whole post. I will link to it in the show notes. But this part really stood out to me. You wrote, I'm not a content creator. I'm an author and teacher and will hang out here so people know enough about me to come into my containers or get on a call with me. But the juice of my knowledge is in my private and protected containers and not on my social media. No one is entitled to my knowledge and no one is entitled to access to me. And I just, I was like, yes. And I love how you explained this. And as I said, the post goes into more detail, but I'm so curious to know about your relationship with the online space, being a teacher and an author, and also marketing our work. How has, or perhaps does, running a business impact your mental health? Okay, there are so many layers to this, as you know. Um, And first of all, funny thing about that particular post is I posted that when I was just feeling really irritated at the online space. Um, I mean, even the photo I posted with 
that post was, you know, like me kind of just looking like I'm totally over it, which at the moment I was. Um, so I thought it was kind of funny that so many people responded so intensely to me just basically shouting my boundaries out into the online space. Mm. Um, but I mean, that's the thing about working online is that it's a constant tricky balance. Um, I mean, first of all, I'll say I truly love it for some things. Um, I've made the best connections with, um, you know, other business owners, other healers, other writers, um, so many lifetime friendships like made in the real world because of the online space. But I will also say I'm not a huge fan of being online and um, interacting with social media, especially in the last few years. I feel like it's gotten even more intense. And so um, I talk about this in, in my new book, Mood Magic, just how I believe there are two main things that really impact your mental health in a negative way. And the first is overstimulation of the mind. And the second is disconnection from your physical body. And Mm -hmm. I think being online and social media kind of hits both of those things in a not always helpful way. Um, There's just, there's so much information. Um, It's constantly overstimulating So that can really, really mess up your mental health. And um, for me, especially, I'm I'm pretty open about this. I have bipolar disorder. So I already run energy in a very, very different way than a lot of people do. And when I'm feeling, you know, the highs of my energy, I'm already receiving so much information just from the world and the universe. And just trying to imagine the entire internet also, you know, hammering down on my mind in this time just does not work for me. So I have to be very, very particular about the way that I use the online space. I know that I need to be there to market my work and, um, you know, kind of show people just little glimpses of who I am because, you know, we have to do that as small business owners, if we want to grow. But at the same time, like I really have felt the immediate consequences of allowing myself to be overwhelmed by the online space and seeing how very quickly it impacts my mental health in a negative way. Like for me, um, you know, I'm so, I'm so sensitive as well. So if I do something that's going to kind of harm me in the long run, I actually feel it almost immediately. It's kind of like immediate consequences. So Mm -hmm. a lot of my work, especially in my first book, I don't want to be an empath anymore. All of those tools were created because they were created out of necessity for me because I felt the consequences of things so quickly. So all that to say my relationship with the online space, it's, it's very regimented. It's very complicated. Um, but I have to suck the joy out of it too, you know, cause it is fun to connect with people and share what we've got going on, but I do have to do it in a very particular way. Yeah, absolutely. And I a hundred percent agree with you that 
the online space is responsible for so many of my relationships and um, some really beautiful friendships. And as you say, like forever friendships. And I love that because I didn't grow up with that. But at the same time, it's like the, the shininess and the, the newness of the online space very quickly changed for me as a business owner as well and and realizing how much of an impact it can have just by going online I've talked about this before but how often or not as much now but I would go online open up Instagram almost mindlessly and would suddenly feel anxious but I didn't know why I was feeling anxious mm. and I would be like what just happened and I'd be trying to go through and it was probably something that I hadn't even noticed I'd seen but it had caused me to maybe doubt myself or question something I was doing and I would spend so much energy then trying to figure out why I was feeling this way and it I think as you as you said there is such a positive and negative it can have such a positive and negative impact in our relationships and our businesses but also there is that need or that that feeling of necessity as well. And I know that so many people listening have had this conversation with me of how do you market your business online if you're not showing up on certain platforms or being in certain places? And so I know that they'll very much appreciate hearing kind of how your relationship with with social media has changed as well. Well, and it's so interesting to hear you say that you weren't really sure where those negative feelings were coming from at first. That's exactly what was happening to me when I was examining my relationship to it. I would be feeling anxious. I'd be doing the doom scrolling without paying attention. Mm. And all of a sudden, I would feel this very negative feeling. I would feel depressed or anxious or just really disparaged. And I would ask myself, where the hell did that come from? And then I would I would trace it back in my mind and realize that a post I had scrolled by, like, five minutes ago had actually really impacted my feelings and I didn't even register it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's unreal. It is. And, and I, I, I especially feel this on, um, on Facebook as well. Like it's it, for me and I don't really use Facebook very often, but for me, that platform, I find it very, very triggering. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have it on my phone anymore. I barely go on there. It's usually just for any communities that I'm a part of but it's it is that feeling of you kind of go on there or go onto any platform and then just this sinking feeling and it's and it feels frustrating as well because you're like I chose to go on here I chose to be on this place <laughs> um, on some level and now I'm feeling all the things that I don't want to be feeling in that moment and yeah it's it took me a while to start to notice and recognize um, you know if I'm already experiencing some self-doubt or my inner critic is being very loud don't go on social media like that is not the time exactly yeah Yeah. and there's definitely that feeling of entitlement that you feel from other people especially if you are you know releasing any kind of work into the world people kind of approach things differently online than they would in the real world and um you know they just they kind of expect you to continually feed them free content, Mm -hmm. which if you're a sensitive artistic soul and you're also running a business, I mean, wow, that can, that can really, really impact you pretty quickly. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're going to talk about this a bit later on, but I think that the the thing is by honoring or trying to honor our energy and optimize the the energy we're experiencing in any given moment, we need to, at least I feel like we need to consider ourselves first before we think about it from a a strategic point of view or a business point of view. And I think that's one of the things that I did for so long in my business was everything was about my business. Everything was about my, my audience or my community. And I absolutely love my business and I love the work I do, but it was, it impacted my health, my mental and physical health so much. The burnout was unreal because I just wasn't ever considering what I needed from anything yeah and if you're burnt out you can't help others or yourself you're just done for a while yeah yeah exactly I'm a big advocate for rest now (laughs) (laughs) so something I mentioned mentioned in the intro and you also alluded to this earlier as well um is your work in design and specifically interior design and I love the way you describe your relationship to this work On your website, it says, I do not offer all things at all times because I walk my talk and choose to flow with the way my neurodiverse brain operates instead of against it. My work can often come in waves inspired by my own waves I am riding. And so much of our society, and especially in the online space, doesn't create or allow space for neurodivergence in business. It's a conversation that I've only recently being able to kind of be a part of or see in the online space. And I'm curious to know what it has meant to create this space for yourself within the safety of your own business. Well, I think the biggest thing that I constantly remind myself and want everyone else to realize on a daily basis is that the way the world is right now um, and the structure it has, it was really not built for most of us. Um, it certainly was not built for me and the way that I work with energy and just all things. Um, and I just think fighting against that structure, that, you know, illusion that, oh, this is the way it's supposed to be because it's the way it always has been, um, really pressured me to try to operate within it. And I've been able to do it. I have done it before, um, you know, in a very regimented business like way. And, you know, like you were kind of saying before, you can just get burnt out so quickly. And so that just wasn't working for me at all. And I think just realizing that, God, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Like (laughs) this entire life is just a grand experiment. Um, The systems we have were not made for us. Just all of these things constantly on a loop in my mind, just reminding me of this absurdity of existence itself really has helped me give myself permission to just do it however I want to do it. Mm. And that actually makes me feel safer because I know that I'm in control. Like I understand that this is an experiment. I understand that some things I try will not work for me or will not work for other people. And I'm actually totally okay with that. But knowing that I can make a living and can connect to people in the way that my brain naturally wants to, that's actually what 
that's what gives me the safety to continue doing it. Yeah. I love what you just said. And the, I was sitting here and I was, I was nodding along very, (laughs) very emphatically. Um, Because the permission to test and accept that some things won't work for you or others, I think that's such a huge, it was a huge stepping stone for me in my own business and life and just realizing that moment when, oh, just because this works for someone doesn't mean it's going to work for me. And I love what you said about understanding that society as it is right now isn't necessarily built for most of us. Mm-hmm. I really felt that because I think that can be, especially after the last couple of years as well, I feel like that's probably a question that I've kind of sat with. It's just there in the back of my mind, like, really? Is this what we're doing and we're working with? <laughs> like, this isn't, I, I'm, I'm just, yeah. And it's really, it, it can be really challenging and it has such an impact on our personal lives that of course it bleeds into our businesses and our creative energy and the things that we want to do in the world or the things we even want to create in our businesses like we said about having fun it's it can bleed into all those areas because I know for me these things don't work in isolation how I'm feeling massively impacts what I can do in my business Mm -hmm. and what I want to do as well yeah well and especially if your business is connected to spirituality or personal growth oh man, everything you experience is just a mirror in some way of what your business is going through as well. So you really can't escape it. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So something we talk about here a lot on Entrepreneur Outlaws is connecting back to ourselves, to paying attention to what we need and our own needs, giving ourselves permission to run a business on our own terms. That was essentially why I started this podcast And for me, that means right now in this season of my business, it means really honoring my energy after experiencing burnout and just the last couple of years. So as an emotional strategist, what are some of the key ways that you work with your emotions rather than against them or ignoring how you feel and what you need? So many things here. Um, (laughs) I mean, emotions are very layered. They're very complicated. But at the same time, we need to treat them pretty simply. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like I kind of alluded to before, I have very immediate consequences for ignoring my emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have learned over the years that I need to address it as quickly as I can. And um, I mean, I'm a Leo, so I, I don't like being ignored. I I would rather somebody fight with me than ignore me. So (laughs) I kind of carry on that tendency into my emotions. I'm like, oh, I know that they hate being ignored. So we're going to deal with it. Um, But I just think when you actively create spaces for you to actually feel your feelings, and it doesn't have to be the moment you feel them, because I mean, that would just be utter chaos. And we can't function in everyday life if we had to feel the entirety of our feelings as we're feeling them. So Mm -hmm. just approaching emotions as if they were toddlers, you know, kind of just learning about the world and having reactions and knowing that you have to take care of those toddlers 
And sometimes Mm -hmm. just seeing, seeing the feeling, acknowledging it, witnessing it, that's all that it needs from you to then like move on and be integrated and it's all good. And then sometimes they need like really solid space and time to process through whatever, you know, whatever the emotion is. So I think there's an element of compartmentalization that kind of comes in when working with your emotions while also doing things like living life and running a business. And it's just being able to see that you're having a feeling. And even if you can't fully feel it right now, say, okay, I'm going to spend an hour tonight sitting by the fire, journaling my feelings, turning off my phone, literally just giving a space for yourself to feel them. Mm. And, you know, sometimes if you can do it in the moment, if you can excuse yourself, go to a different room, really process out that feeling. Um, I mean, I cry a lot. I'm a crier. So that's the way that I um, process a lot of my feelings. So, so again, yeah, just like making space for them, um, not ignoring them, um, because knowing that if you ignore them, they're just going to come back. They're going to have a temper tantrum. They're going to be even (laughs) louder than before. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that people just overlook. It's a simple, simple technique, really just creating time and space to have your feelings. And then the other thing too, is I think we all need to, we need to identify and describe all of the emotions that we have. Like we need to have a baseline understanding of what that emotion is, what it feels like. And I call this, um, the emotions energy signature. So Mm -hmm. each emotion has its very own unique energetic signature. Um, that's, there are some common themes with everyone, but everybody has their own specific energetic signatures. And once you actually spend the time to describe that emotion in depth, and I mean, get creative, like give it, um, color, texture, um, metaphors, give it a name, you know, as much as you can creatively describe your emotion. So then you're building this knowledge base of what each emotion is so you can very easily identify it when it comes along your path. Because once you can identify what emotion you're feeling, you'll also have kind of built this baseline understanding of how to work with it and what to do with it. And this is especially important because we have, we have trick emotions, right? We have certain emotions that are actually gatekeepers for more intense emotions, And you need to take those as a warning. So for example, um, one of my gatekeeper emotions is impatience. So if I'm feeling impatient with people, like I don't want to hear their stories. I don't want to hear their struggles. Like I'm just feeling very closed off and impatient with people. That for me is actually a gatekeeper emotion because that's warning me that if I do get too energetically involved with these people, I'm going to feel triggered or exhausted or it's going to remind me of some trauma. So once I feel impatient, I know, oh, now I'm on the path to this much more intense emotion. So I kind of need to adjust. 
So working with your emotions is just as much a preventative measure as it is, you know, dealing with the emotion when you're actually having it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I, I mean, when you said about treating them like toddlers, Oh, like that makes so much sense. Um, because I I know firsthand if I ignore how I, my, how I'm feeling and I ignore my emotions, yes, it will have a tantrum, ten, temper tantrum. <laughs> um, and as an Aquarius, that that I'm not a crier, so <laughs> um, that will come out in like we, you, I'd be ignoring you. That's kind of what we would be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. <laughs> like, no, I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> so yeah, I can very much see how that would how my own personality and the way that I would perhaps behave in those situations would definitely impact what is to come. And I like the idea of having it as preventative as well as acknowledging what's happening in the moment. I think that's really powerful as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and also remember if we're treating them like toddlers, we can also do a checklist of our physical needs at the same time. You know, the way you would mm-hmm. with the toddler, are you fed? Do you need a nap? Uh, do you need to go outside? Have you had any water? Like it kind of encompasses that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was writing some content actually just recently about how we are basically like houseplants, <laughs> like we're just more complex emotions and needs. Like we are, you know, and we, and I was joking with a friend of mine because we both love houseplants and she talks to them and I take such great care of them. And we were like, we just don't do this for ourselves nearly often enough. And it's like, we literally have a reminder on our phone or an app that says like, hey, this plant needs watering. And yeah, we don't do it for ourselves. And yeah, I, I, I'm, it's still a working progress, but (laughs) it's definitely, it is. Yeah. There's always gonna be something else that comes up. Can I just say, I really respect you for being able to keep houseplants alive. It's a running joke. So my friend constantly says to me, she wrote me this thing at my birthday and was like, I feel like somebody should study you because I do tend to kill houseplants that shouldn't be killed. <laughs> so like I keep some alive, but there's just certain ones. And she's like, how did you kill that? I'm like, I don't know. It just didn't like it here. <laughs> it just needed to move on. I'm like, I, it was not my fault. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, I can't I, keep I, them I, alive for anything. <laughs> I'm just not a plant person. I'm sorry. I did. It takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of work. I do. I love them, but they are a lot of work, and just some of them are too much. <laughs> yeah, totally. So we are coming to the end of today's episode, and I don't want it to end, but we are coming to the end. <laughs> but I do have one last question for you, and I ask this to every guest, but it's so important. I want to know. What does it mean to you to be an entrepreneurial outlaw? To me, quite honestly, I think what it means is just giving no fucks. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think it's just not really caring how other people do it or what works for them. Knowing that, I mean, it's great that it works for them and maybe it works for a lot of people, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you and the way that you operate. So I think just knowing that you get to decide and you get to experiment and you get to play outside of the norm. And that's, I mean, that's, what's going to make it good. 
Yeah. So it makes it interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Definitely. Interesting and fun. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wholeheartedly agree. (laughs) Thank you so much, Aura, for taking the time to be here today to chat with me. And before you go, could you let everybody know a little bit more about your new book, Mood Magic, and where they can buy their copy? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Mood Magic, oh, it was so fun to write. I really, really loved this one. Um, I go into all of the different elementals. You know, we have our fire, air, water, earth. And we really approach, I say we, I don't know why I do that. Like, that's just kind of me and the book are two separate (laughs) people now. (laughs) It always happens. Um, So I approach it in kind of a psychological, symbolic way where um, each element that we find in the natural world um, really corresponds with different psychological themes, different experiences we have. And there are, there's uh, universal symbolism as well as very unique individual symbolism. And so I really take people through that process of figuring out where their um, relationships with those elements are. And then we use that as a basis to um, play with magic play with ritual. There are spells um, for stability. There are spells for passion. Um, Pretty much all of the different things that you experience when you're working with your mental health and your wellness and your growth. And I I make things specific to mental health issues as well. Like I address rituals for anxiety, for mania, for depression, um, just for overall balance. So it's it really goes into all that good stuff. And it also talks about um, how to create your own spell based on where you are with your mental health. And so you can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Barnes and Noble, um, pretty much wherever you get your books. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much. So just finally, where is the best place for people to connect with you online? Um, definitely if you want to directly talk to me through my website, contact form is the best because, um, I check my emails regularly. You can definitely connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Aura North on both of those. Um, you can find some of my, um, shares there. I'm not so reliable with actually interacting on there. Cause like I said, social media. Um, so definitely go to my website, which is just, um, auranorth.com. Amazing. Thank you. We will make sure to link everything in the show notes so that you can find where to co- find where to buy a copy of Mood Magic and also to find and learn more about Aura's work as well. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. I absolutely appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I love what you're doing. I love your business. You're awesome. Outlaws, wasn't that an amazing conversation? I was so thrilled to be able to sit down with Aura and to just hear her, her ways of working, to learn more about what she's doing and how she does it and how she really, really honors what she needs in her business, but, you know, with her online boundaries. Um, And I absolutely love the fact that she, as she puts it, has her fingers in so many pies because that is truly something that 
resonates with me. And I feel like it is seen to be such a a negative thing to be a multi-passionate. You know, we've talked about this on the show before. We had um, we had Joy from Joy Knows How on the show talking about being a multi-passionate. And the more and more that I really learn about being a multi-passionate and what it means to be a multi-passionate and how you can honor this, there is so much beauty in allowing yourself to not only do the things that you really are passionate about, even if there's lots of, they're not random. I was going to say random things, but they're not random because, you know, even for me in my own business, when I look at every layer of my business, all the products and different things I create and sell and all the things I do for free, everything is connected in this web. You know, it was like having a murder board. I love true crime, by the way, in case anybody didn't know this. You know, I, I visualize it as a murder board <laughs> without any blood. And it is how everything is weaved together and everything is connected. And it can be easy to think that everything works in isolation, but it just doesn't. And I hope that the conversation today that I got to have with Aura that you've just heard really puts into perspective that there can be ease with having those boundaries in your business that can be ease when we really allow ourselves to have fun with the work that we're doing. And of course, for each of us, that is going to look different. So I hope that you'll go check out Aura's work. Um, I just recently got my copy of Mood Magic and I talked about it on Instagram as well over on our Entrepreneur Outlaws feed introducing the fact that we were having Aura on the show this week and um yeah I just I love I love how it makes me feel I love how aligned and just both of the books are just amazing so go ahead and head to the show notes and learn more now as we are heading deeper into May, we are almost in the summer. I know for some of you, summer has already arrived. And I still have about six or seven weeks until my son finishes school for summer break. And I have shared with you that we are once again taking some downtime over the summer here on Entrepreneur Outlaws. In June and July, you'll be getting two episodes each month. And then we are doing something that we haven't done before, which is we're taking the whole of August off. Kind of. Um, We won't have any new episodes airing in August, but we will have a trailer. (laughs) I should have had like a drum rolls. Um, We will have a trailer airing in August to introduce you to what will be, I guess, our first season. It'll be our first time working in a season of the podcast. So we will be recording episodes within the season of autumn and we will have one very specific theme that is going to carry you through to the end of the year. And um, I'm not going to tell you more about what it is just yet. You'll have to wait for the trailer. So make sure that in the meantime you subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes and the trailer automatically downloaded when they go live. Make sure you're following us over on Instagram so you can stay in touch over the summer and you can continue learning more about all of our guests and what we're working on behind the scenes. 
Next week, we're going to be starting a mini summer series. So it'll carry us through to the end of July. And the reason I want to do this is because it occurred to me just the other week, as a business owner, I don't really think about taking time off. Not in the same way we do when we work in a corporate role. And I suddenly stopped and thought, even though I rest regularly in my business, I am an advocate for slow business and really honoring my energy doesn't mean that I don't deserve or can't have a whole week off from work. And um, in a couple of weeks, my family and I will be traveling to a sunny resort and we will be basically taking our books and our artwork stuff and having fun in a pool and in some sun and just relaxing and I just I, I noticed how there's still that part of me that wants to tell myself that because I have a slow business because I rest because I'm always thinking about my energies and things like that that I'm still somewhere in my brain telling myself I can't take a week off. So middle fingers up to that. Fuck that noise. Um, I will be taking a week off the first week in June. You'll still get a new episode, but I won't be here. And um, that will kind of kickstart our mini summer series because I want to talk about this. I want to talk about getting your business ready for summer right? How to scale back over the summer, how to have these conversations with your clients, setting the boundaries and the expectations, maybe even with yourself, and then how to manage and honor those as well. So that is going to be coming next week. So we're going to have five episodes in total talking all about this. Um, and I'm hoping that you can take some things from it. We're going to try and go through the process of summer as we go through these episodes. So not only what can you do to kind of set this up now as we head into the summer months, but then as we head into July, what can you be doing to maybe think about, um, you know, if you have kids, if back to school season, I know that's always like a really strange time for me because I want to have my schedules and my routines back, but I'm also a bit like, I'm really buzzing with energy because I've not done as much in the summer. And at the same time, I, I kind of just want to take a week to rest. <laughs> I'm like, want to recover from doing nothing. Um, and so we're going to just be talking about all that good stuff. And we're going to be talking about how to set those summer intentions for your business. And then what that might mean for you and what you might want to be working on over the summer months, whether it's in readiness for the autumn or whether it's just taking that time without having to either... Um, catch up when you get back or having to kind of try and cram a load of work in and trust me when I tell you I have some stories so that is coming next week so I hope that you have enjoyed today's conversation as I said check out the show notes make sure you're subscribed to the show so that you get all new episodes and when we have our trailer launching in August I am super, super excited for this transition in the podcast. I think it's going to be so much fun and it also might hopefully mean that we have more more short episodes coming up as well. We'll see. <laughs> I'm a talker. Anyway, that's it for me this week. I will see you next week for episode 78. Until next time, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? 
It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our Outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. 